Hi, this is former Pro Bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. So that was a crushing defeat uh, of the Buffalo Bills at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. Losing this one in Orchard Park, 27-24. to uh, I'm with my co-host, Mike, right now. John's about to join us. I don't know. I... I want to blame Bass for this, and and the wide right thing just hurts even more, <laughs> to be honest. But I mean, the Bills' offense didn't look good in the second half. You know what I mean? Like I I, I guess if you're looking for blame in this game, um, you know they only they scored 17 points in the first half and only seven points in the second half. They couldn't really get the ball moving on the ground, and then Allen made some poor throws, and Diggs dropped a pass. And then all of a sudden, you know, they they got so lucky, so lucky, Mike, on that fake punt with DeMar Hamlin that ended up <laughs> getting stuffed. And maybe it's because I've only seen highlights, but anytime I've seen a fake punt, it goes for it's an amazing play. <laughs> <laughs> only with the Bills is it like stuffed at the line. <laughs> I've never seen a fake punt get stuffed that badly. <laughs> And that's when it's like it the uh, f- opponent's forty, right? This is like, oh, there's no way they would ever fake it. Like it was, it would be. It's so outside the realm of possibility because where they were in the field, cut <laughs> <laughs> them completely off guard. <laughs> Not only that, the broadcasters are saying they only had ten pe- people on the field. We like <laughs> they had eight blockers to four. Like there's no way that they're gonna stop. <laughs> Uh, hmm. the chief special teamers all of a sudden all become Ray Lewis at the same exact time, <laughs> stuffing DeMar Hamlin behind the line. Oh, that was rough. What did you think? Jeez, it just looms large because it was the end of the game and we're prisoners of the moment. But that last drive by the Bills, it felt like, okay, they're going to do it. They're not going to give the ball back to the Chiefs. We don't, we're not settling for a field goal. We're just going to dink, dunk. First down, first down, first, and like it, it, that whole drive, it worked. And then when it got to like the thirty yard line or twenty five, like then Josh started going to the end zone with two minutes left. With the Chiefs yeah. still had two timeouts, and it's just like, just do not go for the long ball there. Just first down, first down, touchdown, game over. Exactly, you're playing for the first down. You're not playing for the touchdown. That that was the most frustrating part of the game for me. I thought it was like this is setting up perfectly. Yeah. They can't, the, the Chiefs defense couldn't stop the run all game, and they, in theory they would have been worn down with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and that's when Josh did the, the two passes to the end zone. They weren't even close. They weren't even close. They were uncatchable almost, and they were good coverage. Like It wasn't like the guy was open or I don't know. And he had open receivers like Diggs with the crossing route. As soon as, as, soon as that, that get the play first started. Down, keep the clock going. Exactly. It's exactly that- what you want. It's better than the touchdown. Exactly. To me, it was four down territory, like four down territory to get the touchdown, like to get the touchdown Mm. and the game and the game, four down territory, whatever you have to do. Don't settle for the field goal. Figure that you're going to. And then they were just like, well, I don't know. 
like you said, Diggs was streaking across the field and Josh couldn't see him. He was he had his eyes set on Shakir in the end zone um, and a miscommunication. Like you never you never thought Bass would miss that kick, right? You got you th- got to think. Oh, I did. Money. Oh, I did. Point. I did for sure. He was one of three last week. I'm like, this is not a guarantee at all. 44 yarder, absolutely not guaranteed. He missed a 27 yarder last week. But that was me. <laughs> I'm not a huge Bass fan this season. I already so said that his field goal percentage was. I thought they would get closer. Almost, but <laughs> yeah, me too. And, and kick that maybe with ten seconds to go, <laughs> five seconds. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Yeah. Even if he makes that, it's like, well, Mahomes is going to come down and the Chiefs are going to kick a field goal and win it. Like, what does that do for us? No, exactly, exactly. That doesn't do anything. It's what, what was kind of disappointing though. Too is. Um, just the drops, I thought. Nobody did Allen any favors. Like, the Diggs one was huge. The Sherfield drops. It's just... Oh. A couple of them. Man. Yeah. The first one, didn't you think the defender had his oh his his arm tied up? Oh, yeah. I posted That could have been P.I. for sure. I, I posted on Twitter. It wasn't P.I., but yeah. But yeah, no, let's call P.I. on the guy that gets hit five yards off the line of scrimmage. Like forty that seconds after the insane. play, after the play was done, fourth down, and then all of a sudden, like they're about to go to commercial, and what's this? What's this flying across the screen? <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah, I mean, you were like waiting with bated breath to yes. see if a flag, right? So was yes. I, and they're like, oh, oh I, I guess there's no flag, and then you see something fly across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Where did that come from? I didn't. I've never seen a flag come in that late. Like the punter was on the field, probably like five Mississippi. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it had to have been a snowball or something. <laughs> a yellow snowball just happened to <laughs> throw it from the sidelines. Unbelievable. The I don't only know saving I... grace there is that they ultimately then stopped it. Yeah, that they ended up stopping yeah. it. Dorian Williams pulled a Kyir Elam from last week and totally redeemed himself with that <laughs> tackle on Mahomes to force a fourth down in the punt. Mm-hmm. The first punt of the game by the Chiefs. So... Yeah, so it was different. It was a tale of two halves. The Bills couldn't Bills could run the ball really well in the first half. And then the second half, it felt like they couldn't run the ball at all. And then they also couldn't pass the ball. I mean, Josh. Do you feel Allen, like they got tight, like they were worried about not turning the ball over? I'm gonna say something that Bills fans aren't gonna like. <laughs> and I'm gonna go right to my wall of shame when describing this, because it kind of has to do with that. And that's Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is on my wall of shame today, um, which I never thought. I mean, this is just maybe it's. I don't disagree. But I mean, he was he wasn't reliable at all this game. He dropped passes. He fumbled the ball. Dude, I mean, like that was the heart attack at the beginning of the game. They came out so shaky, starting with the Diggs fumble. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that kind of set the tone. And that's why they had to run the ball like 25 times in a row, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it. They were able to do it, but... Do you do you blame him more? I wonder if like there's a little bit of a cognitive bias like because he's so like trying to pump people up in the sideline, so, in your, so emotional of a player, then when he screws up that bad or lets us down that bad, you're like, well, you were the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think like... Like on one hand, I like when when guys fire him up, but if like you're the one screwing up, it makes you. Like, <laughs> I I don't think that's why I'm upset, but that I I do see that point. I mean, he had three receptions on eight targets today, like 21 mm-hmm. yards, like not a good sign. Like he has not proven to be like the wide receiver one we needed him to be, like the last several weeks. And you're just like, well, he's just 
you know, waiting, right? Like it's just, it's going to come. It's going to come. The Bills are winning. Who cares? And then when the Bills lose, you're just like, where was Diggs? Where was Diggs? Where was this guy that, I mean. Allen could not have thrown on that long pass would completely change the game. It could not have been a better placed ball. Yeah, hit him. At first, I thought maybe it was pass interference or maybe the guy got his hand in on the ball and swatted it away. He did not. No. No, it was just the the guy who was sure-handed, supposedly he's fumbling him, he's dropping him. Uh, I think you're right, though. That first play, which, like, that was almost going to be my sweet sassy molassy play of the game, like, you know, Kincaid knocking it out of bounds, right? Like, what a heads-up play. Save the Bills' possession. Sure, it got a penalty, but who gives a shit? You're not giving the ball right back to the Chiefs, right? The first possession of the – like, the game's over almost. You give Mahomes the ball at the 25-yard line or the 30-yard line after the first play of the game, and, like, you know, we're looking at it. The game could have gone very, very differently. Um, The Chiefs were missing several players on their team during the game, injuries, to Willie Gay, to another one of their secondary. And I'm just like, well, they're going to attack the secondary. Like, right? Like, Josh is going to find some guys to throw the ball to. And he did. And it wasn't all him because, like you said, there were a couple of drops, like two or three of them. Two on Sherfield, one of one of Diggs, that I think off the top of my head. Or, but Josh looked good running the ball. He just wasn't making the best decisions with the ball in his hands. I think it was the offense. I mean, the defense, for God's sake, the defense couldn't make a stop in the second half. It felt like, even though they did get that one forced punt, it just felt like they were, it just felt like Mahomes was doing what he wanted to in the second half compared to the first half. But Pacheco was running the ball well, second half. Um, Yeah. I mean, Bass, Bass doing what he was, he's been doing all season. Another reason, if I, if I have to put like my wall of shame for the entire season on somebody or something, I put it on special teams. Special teams almost cost the bill. It did cost the bills a game in the end, but it almost cost it on that fake field goal. Like, what? like the special teams is terrible on this team. It's just awful. Um, I'm okay with them dismissing Matthew Smiley. Or no, I don't know who their special teams coach is anymore. I have no idea. Who gives a shit? Should be gone. But um, angry Nate makes his bitter, bitter angry Nate makes his first appearance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bitter and angry over that loss. And I'm kind of, you know, a little bit sad. <laughs> a little bit sad. I might take next week off. You should. I you should I take will. take a mental week to like recharge. Not, not just, just not watch the games, I think. Oh, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship yeah. game. I mean, who do you root for in that one, right? you got to root Ravens, right? <laughs> it's a foregone yeah. conclusion, right? I guess Lions, like, for the whole thing, right? Just because yeah. Erie Lake Brothers. Brothers in despair. <laughs> if it was, if, you, <laughs> if it was the Ravens, impotence. If, <laughs> <laughs> brothers in erectile dysfunction. <laughs> That's what I think of when you impotence. Um, if that was the Browns, though, I don't think I'd be rooting for the Browns to win oh, the no. Super Bowl. But They're before gonna... um, all the Watson stuff, I would say yes. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, for sure. But they they had so much goodwill that they just completely, right? They they would have been like everyone's favorite, second favorite team in the league because they talk about impotent. They're the poster child for impotency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Deshaun Watson though, specifically. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the exact opposite of impotence. Apparently, <laughs> plenty of potency. Jeez, uh, that 
that guy, you're right. They sold their soul to the devil by getting him, right? And giving up what they gave up for him. Like, I mean, they put all their eggs in one basket for, for that guy. And uh, yeah, nobody feels bad for them losing out or anything. Oh. Um, but Detroit for sure. So Ravens, Lions would be a great Super Bowl and root for the Lions. But I'm okay with the Ravens winning. Like that one doesn't, that one doesn't chat my ass as much as like the Chiefs winning again or if the Dolphins had somehow pulled out a miracle and gotten to the Super Bowl. You know, like divisional or the Chiefs or even the Bengals. Like I don't think I want the Bengals to win. <laughs> I want Joe Burrow to win one before Josh mm-hmm. Allen, right? You know what's annoying, Mike, is that. Let me guess. Well, give me a hint. It's too wide open. <laughs> it's like the whole universe of things that annoy um, you. Is too rival, rivalries, rivalries. Okay. Things that annoy you with respect to rivalries. Yeah. And in regards to this game, hmm. positional specific rivalries. Something about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. All right. I got it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a rivalry to me. I mean, it does because what they're. Josh has won three and Patrick's won four, but he's won all of the ones in the postseason. The only time it matters. I feel like that's how Brady Manning was too. Like Brady owned Manning and then Manning finally broke, broke through. Agreed. But I, I wanted him to break through today. I don't want him mm-hmm. to wait. I don't want him to wait another year or two or three. I don't want to wait until he's like 33, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're like, how much time With does a, he have left? <laughs> With a pig vertebrae in his neck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Josh will have the longevity of, well, Peyton didn't last that long, but the way he runs, right? His, his game so much is running. I definitely agree. We got to strike while the iron is hot. Oh, my God. Like, th- while the iron is hot, while he can run? Because, I mean, if he doesn't Well, he run, can stand. <laughs> if, if Josh Without Allen doesn't- Without a walker. Yeah. <laughs> If Josh Allen doesn't run for 72 yards and two touchdowns today, the Bills get blown out if they rely solely, solely on his arm. I mean, they just don't have the weapons. They just, he wasn't good enough today to do that. Like this isn't, this isn't a game where it's as close if Josh Allen isn't using his legs. Like that's, that's why they're in this game because he's such a dual threat. Now I'm not saying that he can't take over games, but against a defense like this, the Chiefs defense was a good defensive line a good secondary like how many more years do you have of josh running around as good as he's running before like two maybe three right how many how many guys do you see running like that into their 30s and josh is what 28 doesn't happen that often by the way this go ahead i was gonna say speaking of guys that don't move von miller man like were you guys like Wah! like right before the half when he ran down that running back yeah and like all his teammates like erupted like oh wow and then he did nothing else. Then he did that. nothing else. You're like, hopefully this is a start of like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe when we need him the most at the end of the game. It'll <laughs> all be worth sack. it. It'll all be yeah. worth a big pressure on. Nope. No pressure at all by the Bills at all on Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. It felt like, you know, like the Bills just could not get to Mahomes. Like how many times did you see like, you know, the the Chiefs really get like pressure on Josh Allen and he either sidesteps or he makes a play, rushes out of the pocket or rushes in the middle of the pocket. Mahomes didn't even have to do that today. He just kind of sat back there. It felt like, yeah, watch Vaughn. Like, man, Vaughn, he had a, he had a good end of the game last week. He made that play at the end of the first half. Like you said, like tackle for loss ended up being negated for a penalty, but like (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was was well-intentioned. He was there. It would have counted. Uh, and then you're like, okay, good, good, because we could use him today. And nothing. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, real quick, this episode, it, well, this is Circling the Wagons, a, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, and we've been discussing the Buffalo Bills loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-24 to um, in Orchard Park. Um, just, you know, heartbreaking loss. Uh, we're going over all the factors that went into it, things that – if if things had changed, things that if they had changed, you know, maybe the outcome would have been a little bit different. This episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago, at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. I put several bets in, several, uh, you know, parlays in, things, and uh, I didn't have Josh Allen going 186 yards passing. That wasn't what I thought would happen today. I think that was going to be the issue. So, John, we've been talking a lot about, you know, Tyler Bass, you know, things that caused like I, I already put Stefan Diggs on my wall of shame. Um, you know, there were so many good plays. We haven't gotten to Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game. But just real quick, you know, where's your head where's your head at? How are you doing? Where do you place the blame of this loss? Where do I even start? I think two of the bigger things that stuck out in my mind were a lot of the calls, which I hate to use that. I don't think I've used that too much this year. I use it in the Philly game. Uh, but the other thing, like, I don't, I don't, the Bass thing, it's funny because when they missed the third and nine and went to fourth down, I'm like, well, Bass isn't going to make this. I already knew that he wasn't going to make it. So I was like, let's just go for it. Um, but even if he did make it, the Chiefs are just going to come and score anyway. So I don't think that was like the biggest issue or anything like that. Um, the other thing that stuck up my mind, was any time that Josh threw a deep, it was always right on the money and it was always dropped, like Sherfield or Diggs or whoever. And that's happened other times this year too, not just this game. But like those are, uh, you, you were just talking about 186 yards. He, you know, two of those plays right there, I mean, those are huge chunks of yardage. Allen was right on the money and they're just dropped. Yeah, Sherfield dropped two, Diggs dropped one. Um, yeah, they, they didn't do him any favors for sure. Um, I mean, there was that misfire in the end zone with. Khalil Shakir that I thought was a poor pass. And we were, we were mentioning earlier, John, that like on that drive for third and nine, like you said, like if, even if they get that field goal and it's 27, 27, I mean, the chiefs have like a minute 49 left. You don't feel good about it. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Even though, you know, it's to force the, what do they have to go from the 30 to what the 40? So they have to go a matter of 30 yards in a minute and a half when they have like fourth down, on their side, right? Because they're probably not going to turn the ball. They're probably not going to punt the ball, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish they were playing in that last series for the first down as opposed to playing for the touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that was partly Josh. I think that was partly Josh feeling well, he like had, he needed to win the ball, win the game. He had, he had Shakir there. I think what happened was, um, I forget the Chiefs player, but he ran the Bills offensive lineman into Allen as he was throwing it. Oh yeah. And that kind of threw it off. True. I forgot about that. Yep. I mean, I get that Diggs was open for the easy pass, but Shakir was also wide open. So why not go for him since he's in the end zone? So that one play, man, if I was a chiefs podcaster, I'd say that was a sweet sassy Molassi player, the Gettysburg of the game or whatever you want to call it as small and as insignificant as it seemed. Maybe it didn't seem insignificant at the moment, but it wasn't the drive ending play. Him pushing Deion Dawkins back into Josh Allen could have cost the Bills the game um, on that one specific play. But there's a lot of other plays. Um, luckily, like a lot of these plays 
that hurt the Bills and you thought might, you know, really come back to bite them didn't end up doing that. Like I'm thinking of the James Cook dropped touchdown pass. Like then Khalil Shakir saved him on, you know, the following play to get a first down and then they run it in for a touchdown, right? Like, and then it was, you know, the fake field or the fake punt where DeMar Hamlin gets stuffed, you know, near the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, Jordan Poyer has an amazing, you know, punch out, right? Like right before McCall Hardman gets to the end zone and then ends up becoming the Bills ball because it was like the Bills were saved so many times, but they kept making mistakes and mistakes and mistakes, you know? Yeah, let's talk about that fake punt. So before they punted, I was I wanted them to go for it, obviously. But I, so Sam Martin punted like twice, right? So obviously, he didn't look like his usual self. He's still hampered by the injury. So why are they still punting at all anyway? Yeah. But I digress. It's it's they're in the punt formation, and they see that the Chiefs have ten men on the field, and they have eight blockers against six guys to tackle. So why not give it a shot then? I I I get that, especially since. If Martin punts it for a net of 35 and then they get two plays and they're right back to where they were anyway. So what's the difference? So I, I, don't love, dis- I don't disagree with the call. I love the aggressiveness of it, right? Like there's nothing <coughs> that the, the odds were in their favor, but this special team sucks. The special teams on this team is terrible. That's the problem. It costs them the game at the end of the game with the missed field goal. And this is nothing new. It's bass. It's the punting game. It's the return game. Like, what was the best play? The Deontay Hardy return against the Dolphins was the only good play I can remember all season from the special teams. Besides, you know, I, I can't remember what game it is where Sam Martin had like really six punts inside the 20, right? Like, that was a good game punting-wise, right? Like, good. Okay. No, good. yeah, I agree. In, in general, the coverage units haven't been that good either, so. No, the coverage units have been garbage, um, especially for a team not only that, I mean, the Bills put a lot of, money it feels like and draft picks into special teamers to get what it feels like a very bad return in, on investment we're like oh you know why'd you draft that guy in the fifth round like that seems like there was it seemed like there were some wide receivers oh well you know we figured he could be a good special teamer you know maybe in the future contribute it's like well okay so you're drafting guys for special teams now so okay well, that's fine as long as our special teams is good i guess eh, <laughs> Wall of wall of shame. Let's do. Let's start with the wall of shame and the loss. I gave it to Diggs. Uh, Mike, are you still with that one, or would you give it to McDermott or anyone else? Sherfield, even. I mean, Sherfield. I feel like I'd go Diggs. He's a wide receiver one. We needed him to make plays, and he didn't. John, what about you? It's it's both. I mean, they, they can't. They don't have any receivers that can catch the long ball. Maybe 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 Davis would have been the the factor of this game. Maybe that would have done it. Do you think? Um, when Trent Sherfield kept getting trotted on the field, in my mind, I was thinking, why isn't Dalton Kincaid on every snap then? Because he should be getting more snaps than Sherfield. Like, I mean, I, I get that you can run different plays with Sherfield as opposed to Kincaid, but I don't think any of us would think that if you're relying on someone to catch the ball consistently, whether it's deep, short, middle of the field, who would you rather have in? On those plays, I feel like it should be Dalton Kincaid all day, every day, right? Like, why Why would Sherfield get, be getting that many? I don't know. There was at least one third down play where I noticed that Kincaid, you know, tried it off the field for the yeah. other personnel. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Why, would, why is he ever off the field? If there are three receivers on the field, he's got to be one of those three. It should be Shakir, Diggs, and Kincaid every time. And then if you bring in Knox, okay, that's fine, Knox. 
I trust Knox at this point over Sherfield, even though Sherfield did have that amazing touchdown catch catch against the Steelers last week. Uh, so I'll, maybe I'll, I'll put in special teams as a. Uh, that's how bad Matt Hawk is, by the way. The fact that they'd I, rather put in a, a, a hobbled Sam Martin than than Matt Hawk, right? It's funny. I was just texting somebody that like I was complaining about like, uh, well, Martin is obviously still hampered by his injury and he's terrible in this game. So why why would they keep punting? And he's like, oh, they, didn't they have a backup guy? I'm like, well, yeah, but he's terrible. <laughs> so it wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> they picked the worst backup, like the guy that we cut because he wasn't any good. Because he would kick, he would kick like Sam Martin did today. Except he wasn't injured. Look, he couldn't, they br- a- couldn't they bring back the punt god and just have him practice this week and see how he did? Really? I mean, uh, I don't. He has experience holding for the Bills. A little bit of familiarity. At least give him a shot. I mean, I don't hate the idea, but I'm not saying that's what why the Bills lost is punting. But like as a, an aside, why not? Why I, you can't have a, that media circus when you're going up to the Chiefs in the division round? He's, he's no NFL experience. Well, he had the preseason <laughs> that one year. So he goes from like not being on a team for a year and a half to go no to media, the Bills. There's no media circus. Give him a tryout for like this week. I'm practice with him. See see what he does. The, the media circus. The media circus about. is Taylor Swift. That's the media circus. Nobody's gonna care about. The, the guy who got acquitted of all these charges or the charges were dropped or whatever. That's Me- the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> the media it's, better, it's better than Matt Hawk. Yeah, I think we're grasping. There's got to be some. I mean, Brian Mormon at this point, bring him out of retirement. He's got to be, what, like 46? I guarantee. But this this shouldn't be a huge discussion because the, the no, punter is just a, is an aside. There's like way other, there's other things. The referees. I mean, the referees were bad, but I didn't think they were Philadelphia Eagles bad. I mean, they weren't. I didn't feel like they changed the game. Like if that fumble by McCole Hardman had not been called, and the that would have been the, that would have been the the big one. Yeah, that would have been like sure. okay, this game's fixed, right? Like this is well, it's fixed anyway. They want they want to show as much Taylor Swift as possible every game. So oh, she, the Chiefs are definitely going to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are absolutely going to the Super Bowl, right? Like you get a whole section of Swifties. And people that have, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them watch the Super Bowl, but you get a section that aren't really necessarily big uh, Super Bowl fans or football fans. Like that's, oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? The NFL would love that. That is the biggest celebrity to be on on an NFL, to be shown in an NFL game since what? Um, I don't know why. Brad Bradley Cooper, right? For the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I can't think of a bigger. I did find it annoying that the just kept cutting to Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey like the entire game. I just wanted to win because of that. (laughs) (laughs) To stop that. Yeah. I was interesting. I saw a tweet. So Taylor Swift fans are crazy, right? Like I don't trash Taylor Swift. I, I mean, she's very talented. I would, I, I mean, would I, would I be happy to not see her, you know, her face all the time? Sure. Absolutely. I think we all would, but I saw some like uh, videos of, you know, people, in the parking lot burning pictures of Taylor Swift, like at the tailgate. Right. And I thought it was funny. It's just like, whatever it's. And then I saw like Taylor Swift fans be like, who are, we need to find these people. We need to dox them. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jeez. Calm the F down. Holy crap. Like you want to give these people's like addresses and locations around because they burned a picture of Taylor Swift. Like really? I'm just I'm like, this is a crazy, crazy cult following 
See, like I've I've never heard, I've never I follow thousands of Bills fans on Twitter. I've never once said we need. I've never once seen anyone say we need to dox this person. <laughs> like ever. I'm getting that right, right? Dox means like to give away their location so people can like trash their house or something, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Mike, you're the you're always worried about us doxing you, giving away your employer or <laughs> location or whatever. I'm worried about you cyber squatting me. <laughs> cyber squatting you or swatting you? Swatting, swatting. <laughs> cyber squatting on you? I would never. <laughs> I definitely heard squatting when he's. <laughs> All right, maybe I shouldn't be asking Mike. <laughs> uh, that's what they're probably hoping for. Just all of a sudden. Kids playing uh, the kid that burned that Taylor Swift thing out in a parking lot in like a freaking somebody's backyard somewhere in Orchard Park ends up getting like swatted <laughs> because he did something so stupid and so insignificant. Right. Um, anyway, that's just that that person had like 30 followers, so they weren't. But just the fact that someone said that, I was just like, wow, interesting. But like, why would so- anyone care? I don't understand. Well, because that's. They're ba- they're Swifties, Mike. Like that's who yeah. They... But the person burning the picture would be like, "Hey, my John, my name is John Smith. I live at Orchard Park." Yeah, but doxing usually involves like people researching, like find this person's face, find out where they work, find out what their employers, you know, and and like report them or something, right? Like doxing, canceling, all that stuff. Anyway, I'm getting into the weeds. Uh, let's do stats of the game real quick. Stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook. At DeLago, uh, we have Patrick Mahomes. Let's actually, let's start off with Josh Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen, 26 for 39, 186 yards, one touchdown, zero interception. Um, Leading rusher was also Josh Allen, 12 carries for 72 yards, two touchdowns. Excuse me. Yawning. No one cares. No one cares after a loss. James Cook, Captain Cook, 18 carries for 61 yards. Um, I thought he looked good tonight. Captain Cook minus another potential drop. Um, we should cyber squat on something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what cyber squat. That's would... like um, we come up with the idea to grab the website before somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. So if we like, wanted Josh Allen for president in 2028, we would right now go get the and go, we'd go to GoDaddy.com and be like Josh Allen 2028. Dot com and buy it for six ninety nine, and then when if he wanted to, if he wanted to buy it from us, we'd be like ah fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> we talked about doing that for the Washington Commanders before they became the Commanders, and just the Washington Football Team. Like, let's take all those Twitter accounts, let's take all those you know social media accounts, and just sit on them, and then we'll you know. Do you think they're going to rebrand again? They want to distance themselves from Dan Snyder. They might just change the name again. Yeah, true. All right, we'll talk about that in the offseason. That'll be offseason. Cyber squatting, Mike, when you, when you when you first saw it, 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 it that's a that's a better explanation than what I was going to come up with for cyber squatting. I was thinking like in the metaverse, like you go into somebody's like virtual reality house and then when they're not there, they're like cuz they're at work and they can't be like in the metaverse, like you just go in there and you just like take over their house. You're just like, "Wow, I'm squatting," right? Like <laughs> cyber squatting. This is this is my place now. Like you don't own it. Like I I have squatting rights. Like, can't kick me I out. I thought you I thought you you were going to say like when you kill somebody in an online game and then you go over to their dead body and like squat on their face. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I've, I've never done that. <laughs> Could you even do that? I didn't even know. Squat on their face. <laughs> Squatting would make down, no sense. Right? Like in Call of Duty or Fortnite. It's squatting down for what purpose, though? Like, why would I squat over them? Unless I was looking to take a dump on them. Right? Like, why would I? <laughs> I like the metaverse. Isn't it, isn't it called? <laughs> isn't it called what, Mike? Isn't it called, like, teabagging? <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Oh, yeah. Was I teabag? Okay, yes. Okay, all right. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> dude that guy, guy cyber squatted me all over the other day in the metaverse it was insane i couldn't get out of it i called the cops didn't do anything um ah uh, good it was feels good to laugh feels good to laugh after that shitty game so do you cook. think there's actual houses in the metaverse and people like people can take them over i don't know is there housing i thought there isn't there like real estate and people were buying Houses for thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, or Damn. what? They're are they just buying real estate in the metaverse? You know so much more about this than me. Could I buy? Could I buy the Bills Stadium in the metaverse? <laughs> Would I'd have to build it and then create it? Because the Bills are are going to be playing. If the metaverse actually happens, then they're going to be playing virtual reality games, right? Like so, hmm. it's going to look like those Toy Story games on Disney Plus, except like you know, I'll own the stadium. <laughs> They'll be playing and. Um, Ty so that's cyber squatting, and then cyber swatting is when you call the police on someone. <laughs> like if we were to call the police on John. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all watching him right now on this, like you know, this podcast call, and all of a sudden we see like we're all talking and <laughs> laughing, and then John, out of John's microphone, if he's not muted like he is now, out of John's microphone, we hear, "Put your hands in the fucking air." <laughs> Get on the ground. Get on the fucking ground. Get on the ground. And Josh is like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my kids won't wake up and be traumatized by that. <laughs> no, no. Well, we're not saying we should do it, but they're saying that's what we, it wouldn't be worth it. Because I think like the penalty for cyber swatting is what? It's jail, right? Like, I don't know if that's an actual federal law, but. Well, we do yeah, it anonymously. 40, 40 to life. <laughs> You're not going to call up and be like, hello, this is Nate. <laughs> <laughs> they can trace the call. Like, this is Mike. <laughs> um, how do kids, kids that, like, call the, like, what do they say? Like, because this was, a, even the kids that do the cyber swatting, like, this isn't their first time doing it. Because the first time you'd fumble over it so many times, like, oh, I need a SWAT team. And they're like, <laughs> I feel uh, like you'd type up a script, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, you would you would have to do it several times to get good at it, right? Like, the first time you call, it'd be like, uh, we need a SWAT team at uh, uh, this number. And they'd be like, uh, what's your emergency? Uh, I'm being held, uh, you know, like. You you'd sound like such an idiot, and you're a child doing it. You know, like people would be less likely to believe you because you're, or maybe they'd feel even more likely to believe because you're a child. So they'd be like, "Well, we don't want to be the ones that like, nah, this isn't real. <laughs> it's a child, child being held uh, captive. Ah, eh, this one's probably not that big of a deal." <laughs> Ty, remember, John- remember when you could order a pizza and it'd be delivered in thirty minutes or less, or your money back? Duh. You can't do that anymore. Those were the days. Now it's like an hour, and they fuck it up still. <laughs> it's an hour. It's $50 for one pizza. <laughs> and it's a lot more expensive. <laughs> a lot more expensive. And then, like, they also didn't have GPS when we were kids either. So, like... The GPS makes it worse. Like, they take them, like, a roundabout way. <laughs> oh, really? Like, oh, I, did, I didn't know you lived there. It told me to get out over here and walk across this other neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sometimes technology is bad. Is that what you're saying, John? I agree. 
Well, I mean, even I told Michael Scott to turn into a lake that one time, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> he just followed it blindly. All right. Well, it's just... <laughs> Ty Johnson was seven carries for 40 yards. Uh, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Who wants to guess what the leading receiver is for the... Oh, wait. I brought it up what? on the screen share. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, going to do... Didn't do a pop quiz for you guys, but I have shared the, I shared my screen. So you talking yards or receptions? <laughs> Jeez, I was gonna go yards, but Dalton Sh- and Kate look. Uh, Shakira's got to be the player of the game, though, right? Like if you had to pick one. Yeah, I was gonna give. Let's do that real quick. Because wait, I'll, I'll let me do this real quick. Dalton Kincaid, five receptions on five targets for forty-five yards. Khalil Shakir, seven receptions on nine targets for forty-four yards. And then Latavius Murray was the third leading receiver. Three receptions on four targets for 27 yards. Khalil Shakir had that one amazing touchdown. Um, John, your your Wall of Fame nominee, Shakir. Shakir, right? I I can't I can't think of I honestly can't think of somebody better on offense or defense than Khalil Shakir. Mike, uh, Kincaid, five of five. Whereas Shakir is nine of seven. Kincaid also say the opening drive saved. Diggs' fumble, and then later when Allen fumbled, it was Kincaid that broke it up from the uh, Chiefs with a maybe a scoop and score. I don't know, but and then Spencer Brown allowed Spencer Brown to jump on the ball, saved two possessions, and caught every ball thrown his way. It's not his fault he didn't have ten receptions. I, I can't argue with that, especially with the uh, the the two things that aren't, aren't noted in the, the statistics. Um, I w- I do want to say though the nine of seven thing. Like targets versus receptions isn't always means drops, right? Like the one touchdown pass at the end that wasn't there, it wasn't because Shakir dropped it, it's because Allen got hit. And then I'm not really sure on the other missed target, but but no, good points on Kincaid. Good points, Mike and John. Way to call Mike out. That wasn't Khalil Shakir's fault. <laughs> the Josh Allen guy. I never said it was his fault. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, five of five, hundred percent. Oh, Shakir's only nine of seven, and then you went on with the rest of it. The rest of it was great. I only took a shoe with that first part. Well, Shakir should have come back for the ball. (laughs) It wasn't anywhere near him. (laughs) (laughs) He should have dove ten yards. No, I, 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 I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind also, just like John did. I'm flip flopping back to I'm to Kincaid for everything that Mike said. No, I'm good not argument. flip-flopping. I'm saying that's a good no. good points to, to pick Kincaid, but I'm still sticking with Shakir. If, if Shakir didn't have like two amazing catches, one to bail out James Cook's drop, and then the other one to bail out Josh Allen's delay of game. Remember, it was like third and goal, and then he gets a uh, – or it was third and something. He had other great like like third down, first down plays during the game too, especially even on the last drive. Like they, They're both great. I, I I don't want to argue against Kincaid, but I'm sticking with Shakir. 1A, 1B. How's that? 1A, 1B. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, nobody on defense. I can't really think of anyone that deserved it on defense. Uh, can we also say, like, just in general, for this season, this postseason, one of the biggest wall of shame, now I gave it to the special teams, you know, along with, you know, like for this for this postseason and for the season, I'd probably give the wall of shame to the special teams. But I think Josh Allen should have thrown the ball more to Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> I think that would have been a huge key to this to this game. I think they would have uh I think they would have done a lot better. It's just a shame that they uh injuries. That's what I was gonna say. Sorry, I lost my train of thought and I just came up with something different. But injuries, I would say injuries is my wall of shame for this season. Just injury after injury. Razul Douglas didn't look a hundred percent. Tyrell Dodson wasn't a hundred percent. We lost Terrell Bernard, like Bill's just injury after injury of important players. We mentioned Gabe Davis, like Gabe Davis would have been nice to have during this game. Not that we don't like Khalil Shakir, but just he's the chief killer, right? Like he just he had four touchdowns a few years ago. Um, would yeah, have kept I, Trent Sherfield off the field. Absolutely. I, I had a bad feeling coming into this game just because they're at the point in the season in the playoffs where they're playing these terrific teams. And at some point, those injuries are going to catch up with you. And they suffered more during the Pittsburgh game that they already had. Imagine like Trey White and Milano being healthy all year, not to mention all these other guys that got hurt. It's just really unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. The injuries were... I mean, yeah, but 100% with linebackers, cornerbacks, but Chiefs dealt with some injuries, right? It seemed like their whole game plan was going to be um, focused on Gay spying Allen. And that went out the window after the first series. And just, um, it just seems like with how much the present day quarterback accounts for your offense, like if Allen's in there, it's got to be like one of our few opportunities to win the whole thing, right? Like with Cincinnati and Burrow going down, Burrow goes down, like their season's over. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that? I mean, yeah, I agree. Bill's always. Always in it with Josh Allen at the helms. I mean, you saw how important Patrick Mahomes is. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had a good game, uh, but I mean, the Bills live and die with Allen, right? Like he has a great game. The Bills have a great game. He has a really good game. Like tonight, I think he had a he had a good game. Uh, I wouldn't say it was. I guess I shouldn't say really, really good. I, it was a good game. I thought he did everything he could to win the game for the Bills. But in some key moments, the fumble, like you mentioned. Um, some of the passes, some of the three and outs, a couple of them. It was just like, man, like, of course, some of them was was the second half adjustments by the Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs defense being able to stop the Bills' run. You know, the Josh Allen. I remember on one possession, they tried to run the ball, and it was a four yard loss for James Cook. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting at second and fourteen. Look, that's a big deal, and Josh wasn't able to overcome all those, and he would try to run. There were a couple of hits on Allen. I will say that should have been flagged, and that's not me being soft. It's like they hit him after they – and it wasn't like they let up after they knew he was sliding. They still hit him, <laughs> and it's like whatever. I, again, I don't think officiating was the main reason the Bills lost today or even like a huge factor. I wasn't happy with it, but it could have been so much worse in my opinion. But like it, especially at the end of the season, like the last seven games, if you said, hey, the 
Bills will be in the playoffs in the divisional round two minutes ago, first and 10 from the, I don't know, 30. You would have taken it all day. Like if they score a touchdown, they'll win the game as long as it's not a strike immediately and then you give the ball back to Mahomes. But like the, that whole last drive, they were doing everything perfectly. And then they just went for it all for some insane reason. It was like there for the taking. That's what's tough to swallow, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think you put it perfectly, Mike. I, th- I think that, that when it comes down to that, I mean, Bass is, <coughs> excuse me, missed field goal aside, which none of us expected, like you said, with that much time left for Patrick Mahomes. Everything was going well to the two-minute warning and then... Keep the, the clock ch- moving, right? Clock moving. Exactly. Keep the clock moving. Throw, throw if it's, you know, first and 10, throw a few five or six yard passes, right? Like just keep the clock moving. Keep moving the chains. You have two timeouts. You have plenty of time. Like the, it just, the moment was too big for him. Yeah. I, Wait, I really... do, you, do you put that on Allen though? Or is it Joe Brady? I mean, it felt like it was Allen. It felt like Allen yeah. was going for I thought it all. Great, great calls. Like uh, digs with the crossing route underneath. That was perfect. I he had Shakir wide open in the end zone for a touchdown, and when he th- let go of the ball, was he, he got pushed into. It's not his fault. It's a good defensive play. He pushes our offensive lineman into Josh Allen. He should have thrown it a half a second earlier to Diggs, who was streaking across right in front of him, though, instead of waiting for Let another play. 40 seconds off the clock to not give it back to him. I feel if the Bills scored with two minutes left, even on that pass into the end zone. Like, I don't disagree with you. Like, I, but, I, I guess I would take the guaranteed touchdown, but Mahomes is going to come back and score. <laughs> like, we've seen it time and time and time again. Well, they had Travis to have the Kelsey. last possession, and they had to go ahead. A wide I open Travis take, Kelsey. I'm again. taking the touchdown. But it didn't happen. <laughs> like, it's, I agree with you. If they score, like, if you're you can see, it's not, but that's not, like, I'm not, like, saying, like, oh, Josh Allen was too big. The moment was too big for him because of that pass. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Well, I think the moment was just, he. He was trying to go for it all when I'll, he didn't I'll, I'll have I'll tell you it. what. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one. When he fumbled the ball on that one running play on third down, where you know <laughs> there was a scuffle for the ball, and the Bills ended up with it. That moment might have been too big for him. Where we started to play hero ball a little bit. I'll give you that, but I'm not going to give you that that pass to Shakir. Well, there's a pass in the corner of the end zone right before that or right after that. That was a terrible pass. That was the guy wasn't open, and yeah, Mahomes had tons of terrible passes. Uh, same thing you can't like discredit Allen and like praise Mahomes for everything else when he also had bad passes on other drives earlier he, in the he, game. he always ends up winning so I think it, it is a it's criticism a team, it's a team sport Allen and Mahomes were two of the best players in the field today right and then and then who's next best Kelsey um I think Mike's just saying that not that Josh Allen didn't have a good game overall but just yeah. I don't think Josh Allen has enough help. And and you could be right with that, too. Both offense and defense, but I'm not going to blame the defense because, you know, they got Band-Aids and duct tape all over them. I mean, to hold the Chiefs. That's funny. <laughs> what uh, I did not want to get. You got A.J. Klein going out. Who are you going to put in? Medikavich? I, <laughs> like, I didn't want to give the ball back to the Chiefs with a chance to win the game. I really liked how the Bills were. Up that was going to happen no matter team. what. It was going to be back and forth. No, it wasn't. Game. The Bills could have ended the game with that last drive if they played it smarter. That's a really hard thing to do, to let the time run out and score a touchdown all at the same time. No, That's they just need to get to another happen. first down. They need to get another first down. You get, you get to throw the crossing route to Diggs and then get them to the first down marker. Go down, go down, go down, and then like run it. Oh, wait, wait, don't get a touchdown yet because then the Chiefs are calling timeouts. Like, 
and then it's going to come to like fourth and one. You get, I don't know. That's way too difficult. Just score a touchdown. It's how well, they did the, that entire drive. If it's me, I'm not giving the ball back to the. At the very worst, it's pass to tie the game as the clock expires. Yeah, I mean, the Bills have done this before. This team, more than any other team, knows what the Chiefs can do with limited amount of time. Give it. Actually, that that would have been the way for the NFL to script it even better than they already did. Have it go into overtime because the. The whatever happened three years ago, they changed the rule and now have it work against the Bills this time <laughs> and then lose in overtime because Mahomes gets the chance after Allen wins the toss. That would have that would have been even better for the NFL. I don't know why they didn't script it that way. Yeah, geez. I'm trying to think. Now you got me thinking about what would have been a better script than than that. <laughs> Is there even one? I mean, they just wanted the Chiefs to win, but that would have been that would have been even better for for the NFL. Be like, oh, they they had the rule changed because of this, but oh, the Chiefs won anyway. It would have been perfect for them. I keep thinking about that meme, that Scarface meme, where it's just like a montage picture of like Scarface and that other guy on the phone, and like there's just printing money in the background. That's what I think of like Roger Goodell seeing all the Swifties watching the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs and the Ravens, like. Dun, 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 just printing money, man. Just printing money. Yeah, I can't think of a better a better script than that, John. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, leading rusher for the Chiefs. 15 carries, 97 yards, one touchdown. Pacheco had a great game. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the leading receiver for the Chiefs. Five receptions on six targets for 75 yards, two touchdowns. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two receptions on four targets for 62 yards. Dude, the guy that can't catch a ball had that one amazing grab over his shoulder, one-handed against the Buffalo Bills. And it's just like, ah, Taron Johnson had like almost perfect coverage on Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and it didn't matter. It was like the perfect ball and catch. And it's just what the Bills weren't able to do all game, it felt like, just like a long pass like that. They just couldn't couldn't seem to to get one. If there's anything that this season too, like mentioning like wall of shame, it's got to be Allen's long ball. And it's not necessarily Allen's problem throwing an accurate long ball necessarily. It's got to do with the players not being good enough to catch the freaking things. You know, it's like the bills need to upgrade their wide receiver core again, this off season, they made good steps in that direction, but they need to take another leap in that direction. In my opinion. I agree. I mean, we're going to talk about on this podcast in the future weeks. Maybe we take a week off or something. I don't know. This has been a long season. A long, this has been a long, you know, free agency, draft, you know, what do we do? OTAs, mini camp, training camp, preseason, regular season for us. We might take a week off. We'll see. But we're going to talk about Bill's needs. And I'm probably going to bang the drum again, just like we did last year about, you know, wide receiver, receiving targets you know, for the, for, for Josh Allen this season that we, that we need, uh, for him. So, Hey, yeah. only 95 days until the NFL draft. <laughs> Stop John. <laughs> How many days until the regular season starts? I don't know. Yeah. More than that. <laughs> free agency is less than that though. So, but they're going to be able to get anybody in free agency. Cause they're going to be a little, I don't know about their salary cap right now. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Not great. <laughs> not, not ideal. Not, not ideal. Not great, Bob. Um, those are stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. Do you guys have any hot takes before we get to some uh, hot takes from Twitter? No. Um, other than no. So if you're not following us, please do. We're at Circling the Way at CTW Pod. 
Circling the Wagons podcast on social media. Um, after every game, I say, what's your hot take for this win or loss? CPL writes, we have a defensive head coach that gives up big play on D. We have a kicker with the yips in the playoffs. Make changes. Um, so we haven't talked about this at all. I don't necessarily put this game on McDermott, and I don't think he should be fired for this loss. And the defense, like we mentioned, I mean, you're you're going in with like second and third stringers. Guys are being called off the street that are doing pretty damn good for the starters that they're replacing and the second stringers are replacing. I don't have a whole lot to say for Sean McDermott. Were there a couple of questionable calls and plays? Sure. Absolutely. But then he had some good challenges. Uh, I thought he did pretty good overall, maybe slightly conservative sometimes, but then he was uber aggressive at other times. I don't put any of this on Sean McDermott. I don't want him to be fired at the end of the season. He's not going to be, first of all, but I don't want him to be. I think he's close, and I think that we need a full offseason with Joe Brady unless he gets a head coaching gig all of a sudden. Guy just barely became an offensive coordinator. He's getting head head coaching interviews, which is insane, but um, I want to give him hopefully an offseason if he doesn't get the head coaching gig to uh, actually like put together his playbook, take what he's learned and give Josh Allen a playbook. That's just going to stun the league and, you know, put it's, it's going to be one where it's going to be things that he wants because we are starting to see a lot of his, you know, uh, imagination in the last few weeks. And uh, I'm excited to see what more we could get from him. We have a run game. This is the first time we've had a run game since before Dable. Since Gailey, I don't know. We we have a run game for once. It's LaShawn McCoy, um, and it's it feels good. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think they said that since he took over, the Bills have been number one in rushing in the league, and obviously they've been on a, they were on a huge winning streak. I hope that he doesn't leave for a head coaching job after being interim coach for half a season or offensive coordinator for half a season. That would be insane. Uh, I, know, I, I don't even want to use the word interim. Do you think, there's, do you think that they're even going to – consider other guys if they can just retain them? I don't think so. I mean, maybe they do their due diligence and they say that they do, but I think that there's 0% chance that they hire anyone else. So the Falcons are the ones that interviewed. They already did interview Joe Brady. Um, so that already happened. But uh, if he doesn't become the Falcons head coach, uh, I can't see them. I mean, there was a total 180 from you know the, the team. I shouldn't say total, but it felt so much better, and statistically, it, it was better. Um, yeah, it's been a lot better. I, I would like to see him with like a redone playbook to his liking, not just adding wrinkles along the way uh, next year. Did you guys see uh, Ken Dorsey was interviewed by Cleveland, I think, for the coordinator spot? No, I didn't. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be... I mean, I don't, I don't wish any ill will toward Ken Dorsey, right? Like, I think we're I, all I, in agreement. No, he, there. he should. I feel like he does should get a job somewhere. But um, I just thought that was interesting. For sure, interesting, and I hope he does get an, an opportunity, if not a quarterback coach a, or an offensive coordinator gig or something. Because I mean, the guy has talent. It just wasn't the right fit here. And even to this day, like I was listening to a Deion Dawkins interview with Eric Wood. And he was just like, listen, nothing against Ken Dorsey. He's like, we love Ken Dorsey. We all felt bad when he got let go because we felt responsible for what happened. And if you didn't like Ken Dorsey, you wouldn't go out of your way to say something like that. Like, So I think that they really did genuinely like him, and it just didn't work out. There wasn't necessarily the right fit. And that's okay. It doesn't make him a bad person or you know, a bad coordinator in general. It just wasn't the right fit, right? That's all. So, th- so this kind of goes into what with – 
the other tweeter, uh, CPL, said uh, about McDermott. Charlie Brown is a Bills fan, writes, the fire McDermott crowd needs to fuck right off. He only had four linebackers available, injuries all over the place, and he won six consecutive must-win games. McDermott is the reason the team got this far. I can't disagree with any of that. I love the I love the way it's put um, puts things into perspective. Like you said, only four linebackers available. One of those guys that was uh, about to go to Key West before the Bills called him up, um, and he ended up starting. Maybe if we had gotten to the next game, maybe we see Terrell Bernard, but um, I guess we'll never know. It's like last year. Remember Micah Hyde was supposed to come back if the Bills made the AFC Championship game? He never came back. Jack Stern writes, last two downs, Josh took big shots at the end zone rather than getting the first down. Not smart football at all. Mike, going with your with your point of view right there. Tim Donovan writes, two years in a row you lose a home divisional playoff game. Something has to change. Yeah, last year, would you guys agree that last year felt worse than this season, This that loss? If that one just felt like maybe it didn't feel worse because this one felt more winnable. But last year, it felt like they didn't even try. Like they were just completely outcoached, outplayed both sides of the ball, coaching-wise, like, that that last game of the season was just like, what the hell happened against the Bengals? Like, who is this team? Like, I thought you guys were good. You were 13-3. and three. Um, And then this season, it's just like, well, the mistakes caught up. And the injuries did. They they both felt really bad for different reasons. I mean, but the, I mean, in the end, it's the same reason, right? They didn't advance. Like, that's the biggest thing. But I don't want to say different excuses. It's just different ways to lose, I, I suppose. Last year, they won a lot of close games down the stretch, but was very one-dimensional in offense. Allen to Diggs, Allen to Diggs, Allen to Diggs. This year, they're more diversified, but the injuries on defense and special teams and I, I don't know. Too much to overcome. You're not like receivers dropping passes, and that's happened throughout the year, not just this game. It's a lot. So different, different reasons, same result, same pain. So I think... I'll feel bad depending. I'm going to say my, my answer is depending on how next week goes. <laughs> it depends on how bad I'll feel because if the bill, if the Chiefs somehow beat the Ravens in the AFC championship game, I didn't see, I didn't necessarily see the bills being the Ravens. I think it would have been a good game and I really wanted to see how well the bills would stack up against the Ravens, but within the injuries and everything else going on, I don't necessarily think they would have went one. But if the Chiefs end up pulling it out and the Bills were this close to beating the Chiefs, how will you not have that thought going into the Super Bowl that if the Chiefs make it, you'll be like, this should have been the Bills in there, right? Like that, I think that'll make this loss hurt that much more, in my opinion, in my, the way I'll see it. Well, plus if they pulled it out, like maybe Bernard could have played next week and I don't know where Davis was. I mean, you never know. Taylor Rapp, I don't know. Benford, like those guys are all out. Any of those guys would have been helpful. Yeah. Tonight, even we lost so many, and D- Douglas looked hobbled today. Like, yeah, he, he looked out there. slow. Yeah, he was not a hundred percent. So not only were they missing a lot of starters, some of their starters that were in there were banged up, like to the point where maybe they wouldn't have played if they didn't have to. Andrew Freeman says, for the record, this is what I've said about McDermott. I think he's an above average to good coach, but his defense has now gotten out coached in the playoffs four straight years. Something has got to change there. That's not, I don't think that's fair this year. No, I think this year he had an excuse. The whole time he's had an excuse. I think the whole time he's done, John, you, you I, I feel like you've, you've been saying this as much as me, if not more, 
like the fact that the defense has been playing as well as it has considering all the injuries, like he almost deserves to be coach of the year considering all those things as opposed yeah. to people are like, he's got to be fired. I like he, he's putting they, together a makeshift crew. Yeah. And that was my, one of my fears coming into this game was they had those couple more injuries in the Pittsburgh game that may have broke the camel's back. And I think it kind of did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You Feed can only the do so much. You're you calling, calling guys out from like going on vacation who is not on the team anymore. And like, oh, okay. you want to play for us? You've been working out this whole time, right? Like, I hope. You know the playbook. You've been on our team before. Come on back. (laughs) Uh, Could you imagine that going about to be like just people like us just being on vacation and all of a sudden getting called back in or something or thinking you're retired, you know, like you're in your 30s, you're retired, or at least like for now you are. And then all of a sudden you get a call when you're about when you're loading up the vehicle, (laughs) like about to go somewhere warm. So it's like, hey. Why don't you come back to work for a few weeks? Oh, okay. You might need to do some shoveling first, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might need to. Yeah, don't worry. There's 20 bucks an hour. 20 bucks an hour. Uh, feed the pit at Saxa Dave says injuries were too much to overcome. Played right into Kansas City's strengths. The one unit that was healthy, the D line, didn't step up. When the defense finally got some stops, the offense stalled. I wouldn't shed a tear if Bass didn't make the roster next year. What's going on there? Now, I love that Dave brought up several different points. The injuries, which we've mentioned before, the D-line not stepping up when it needed to, and then when it didn't step up, or when it finally did step up, and they finally did get stops and caused a few punts, the offense just crapped out too. Like, they couldn't continue on their path of, you know, there was at least one or two three and outs there by the Bills' offense. It's just like, oh, really? <laughs> like, Really? I think it might one might have even happened after the Bills got the ball back um, when McCole Hardman fumbled the ball into the end zone. The Bills got the ball at the 20 or something, right? I think they went a three and out after that. You thought so, that could have been a momentum shifter. What are you guys' thoughts on like two, three years ago when the Bills were losing to the Chiefs in the playoffs? And their answer was to get all these, you know, draft great pass rushers, bring in Von Miller, and... That didn't seem to do anything this time around. And that was the one healthy part of the defense. Yes, that's uh, John. That's a really good question slash point is that the whole reason they drafted two defensive ends in the first and second round and they brought in Von Miller and they did all these things was for this specific game and opponent. And the Chiefs don't have really good tackles. Like you could say that you could argue that that's one of their weak spots on the offensive line. And did Von Miller or Greg Rousseau or A.J. Manessa or Leonard Floyd make an impact today? I mean, even if you gave Miller a pass, like, because it took Trey White extra time to fully come back from his injury. It was uh, was still sick that he got injured again once he was 100% back. But, like, those other guys who had done well earlier in the year, like, where were they? Yeah, when they needed them the most, yeah. So I think Dave brings up some good points. John, you brought, you brought up an excellent point. Um, the team was supposed to be built for this game specifically. It felt like it almost felt like they were so myopic on the Chiefs. And you're like, you know, you play a lot of other teams in your division that you have to be really good against. Also, it's not just the Chiefs that you have to play against, right? Like you might get to the postseason and never play the Chiefs like last season, and that's what you're built to beat. And except they're not built to beat them. Bill Lasso said Chiefs needed all the help they could get. They could from injuries. Sean Hockley and the weather still stinks of wrongdoing. What wrongdoing, you ask? Everything. 
Bills superfan Don Burt writes, Tyler Bass missed the kick. That's the story. He sucked all year, and it came down to him. He blew it. I just wrote, I just put a poll on Twitter randomly, like this past week. I said, if this all comes down to Tyler Bass, how confident are you that he's going to be able to do it? So I had like very confident, okay, and uh, not confident at all. And guess what do you who do you, what do you think won that one? If you had to guess, probably middle of the road one. Let's see, middle of the road. Like, okay, like fifty percent middle of the road, something like that. So yeah, it was forty forty five percent said okay. They felt okay about it. Twenty five percent, twenty six percent said great, and twenty eight percent said not confident. So like, yeah. you know, when he not, lined up, when he lined up for the 44 yarder, I, I t- told my wife, was that I don't think he's gonna make it. How, how could you have watched him kick this season and not thought like, I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> he was one for three. I was just telling Mike this before you got on, John, he was one for three last week. What gave you confidence that this was the week where he was going to like, you know, I wasn't confident in Bass. I wasn't confident in Martin. I wasn't confident anything on special teams. And because of defensive injuries, I wasn't super confident on the defense. Defense. I figured that offense was going to have to score touchdowns on every drive to win, which turns out they didn't need to, but they still needed to do a little bit more than that. Yep. And it can't all be on Josh Allen. It's got, like other guys got to do more. Shakir did. Kincaid did. But like it's offensive line this season, I thought, was really improved since the last few years. But still not enough. They need a true number two receiver. Um, I do think that Brady having, you know, starting from scratch for a year with a new playbook, you can't change everything halfway through the year. I think he did. He, he, he was able to throw in a lot of good wrinkles and make some changes, but he, he can't change the whole thing halfway through the year. Dude. I, I agree with everything you said. I actually disagree in a similar way, but like it makes your point. It drives your point even more home is that like, the Bills need a wide receiver two, but they might need a wide receiver one. Now, I don't believe that guys can regress in the middle of the season. I don't know if Stefan Diggs was dealing with an injury or whatnot, but the importance of getting that number one receiver, or at least a guy that can be a number two receiver, is that much more important because we don't know if this is Diggs's like entry into being 30 in that club and maybe being on the downside of his career. Like that has to cross their minds and they have to go into this off season with urgency, not only to get him more weapons, but that like, this might be the case. It's possible that Stefan Diggs is. Yeah. I, I don't, s- I don't subscribe to the 30 age for receivers necessarily. However, I am questioning if Diggs has lost a step for sure in his specific case. So, and it, Kind of sinks from a trade slash cut perspective because of the cap and dead money and everything else. So I don't know if they're stuck with him. And well, they I don't just wanna... extended him this last offseason. Yeah, didn't they? well, because they were trying to save money on the cap, so they're extending all these players. Man, they put a lot of eggs in one basket for this season. I mean, good for them, but <laughs> we'll see how it affects well, them. Well, yeah, the, the cap is going to be very interesting this offseason. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know what they're going to do and I'm not smart enough to, to make a suggestion just over, not just from Diggs, but like overall the whole team. Uh, I, I think they're going to, they should keep Diggs, and, but there is some worry at wide receiver for sure. One and two, like you said. Yeah. They need to get, they need to get more. 
more help. And they're going to lose Gabe Davis. So, I mean, already you need to get more help in general. So let's just make it, let's not wait until the fourth round to start thinking about wide receivers or whatever um, this season, this offseason. And they're pick number 28. So they got, and, you know, they got to wait a while. Exactly. What's, what's going to happen in free agency? Oh, maybe they get Mike Evans, but they don't have any cap space. So what are they going to, you know, it's it's going to be tricky. But Brandon Bean has worked his magic. It's been, you know, he's been with the team for a while now. And he's he's always seen to pull something out. So we'll see. I believe they have nine draft picks at this point, I believe. So I'd be okay with them using two of them on wide receiver. One early, one middle or something like double dip, just like you did cornerbacks a few years ago when you got, you know, Kyrie Lim in the first round, then you went back for Christian Bedford in the sixth round. Like one of them, you're more likely to hit the more shots you take, right? Would you trade a future pick? That I mean, I don't know if the Bills would, but would you trade a future first rounder to help you move up enough? Um, yes. Yes, depending on the player I would. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you give me if you give me a guy who could potentially get a thousand yards in his rookie season, if you think he's that good, absolutely. I'd give up a first. I give up a first and a third if you think that's a guy. I don't know about a first and a second future. Maybe a first this year and a, a first next year and a second this year, possibly. Yeah. Um Charles Byrne, go Bills rights. We had to we had this within our reach at the two minute warning and wasted the opportunity by moving away from the from the run to kill the clock and get the score. But no, back to hero ball. <laughs> it's kind of been our gripe this whole time. I disagree with that. They if they were gonna go back to the run, they should have done it much earlier than the two minute warning. It wasn't hero ball throwing it to Shakir wide open in the end zone while he got hit while he threw it. I mean, yeah. I, I think people. I, I, think I keep coming back to that, but like every comment, like that either you or these guys, or like anybody has made, keeps coming back to that. It's like that's not what lost them the game. I mean, it would have been great if they made it, but that was a good decision by Ellen to try to throw it to Shear in the end zone. I think Karen writes the refs bailing out the Chiefs with all the non calls counted at least six. Yeah, there was definitely some holds that were very obvious that weren't called. Our D was a sieve with the injuries. Allen was carrying this team as much as possible, could not pull it off for four quarters, but <coughs> excuse me, but proud of the six and six comeback heartbroken, but always go bills. Uh, she puts, she puts in good perspective. Now here is, uh, this is, this is what I could see being John being one of your tweets because this, this goes hard. This tweet goes hard. And as far as the negative uh, energy, surrounding the end of this season. And I'm not sure I disagree. I'm just saying that this is this is what it is. Louisiana Bills fan writes, we are regressing hard next year. Losing one or both safeties, Oliver regresses after a career year. We don't know that, but okay. He's saying that Oliver regresses after a career year. Cornerback one coming off second major leg injury. Our biggest free agent signing in a minute flipped after injury and age. <clears throat> Best defender Coming off broken leg, Matt Milano, he means. There's going to have to be some big changes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we knew a lot of that coming into the season, that our safeties are getting older and on short contracts. Um, I don't know about the Oliver thing. The Tredavious White thing, yeah, obviously when he got hurt again, that, that in Milano getting hurt, yeah, a lot, a lot of it's very true. I'm not and, worried about Milano. And, and but. even... But even more than that, it's not just those major things. It's a lot of the, you know, you, you look at the roster from the top down, 
and you look at the seller cap and okay, they can restructure some things, but you reach a certain point where, and they've been sending a lot of vets to one-year deals who've been playing with Douglas and all these other guys. A lot of people are going to be gone. There's going to be a lot of roster turnover this year. Yeah, we've been really fortunate that there hasn't been a ton going, you know, I mean, into this season, really. I mean, all we lost was really Tremaine Edmonds, it feels like. This is going to be the first season where, yeah, where it feels like we might actually lose players that we want to keep. I think I'm going to end it there with the tweets. Um, But thank you guys all for tweeting in. Those were the hot takes brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. I want to do some thank yous, as I always do, for the last episode of the season. Uh, First and foremost, I want to thank all the listeners to the podcast, those that have supported us for the last seven years we've been doing this, um, those that were there to the beginning, and those that just found us recently and have have reached out and say that you really enjoy what we do and you like listening week in and week out. Uh, We appreciate you guys being a part of this show, tweeting in, messaging us. Some people send us some funny meme ideas for our social media accounts. So appreciate all of you all. Appreciate like the ones that don't say anything, because there's a lot of you that listen that don't say anything. Um, but then there are some fans like uh, like Ryan and Chelsea in Hawaii that send us uh, a package every year, which is really cool. Uh, Got to give a shout out to them because I forgot to do that before uh, Christmas is when they when they send something. So really cool. I definitely don't expect anyone to send us stuff, uh, but you know certainly appreciate the, the kind gestures and and not only that, but everything you guys have all done for us um, to get us to the point we are. Uh, I want to thank uh, our um, sponsor, the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago, at the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, their sponsors have been with us for uh, about three years now, and uh, they're a great sponsor. It is an excellent venue. If you haven't checked it out, Mari um, trying to set up a, a dinner with uh, with uh, my my wife and John and Mike and their significant others, and maybe we can. Uh, set one up where if we do it enough in advance, like we can meet some of you all. If you are in the area, if you're in the central New York, Western New York or whatever area you guys want me, we could all get in on some sort of parlay. We make a couple of bets there at the twin spire sports book, uh, and do something fun. That's a really cool sponsor. They've been supportive for us for several years and, uh, and help us do everything that we do here on the podcast. Uh, want to thank, uh, Mike and John, our co-hosts to this podcast that have been with us since the beginning have been with me since the beginning, since um, I came up with an idea randomly um, and, and asked them to come over someday, one day in uh, on our pa- we sat down on my patio in the summertime, twenty seventeen I believe it was. I was like, hey, you know, uh, there's lots of there's not a lot of po- Bills podcasts out there. I think we could uh, I think we could do it. And they just were kind of like, ah, oh, they kind of like went along with it. It's been a lot of work. They take a lot of time away from their families and their significant others and their household duties or whatever they do to, to record this and take time to write notes and to research and to do all the things that they do. So um, thank you guys, Mike and John, for not only being my best friends, but also for uh, doing this with us. Um, especially when you get into our age. So it's your 30s and now, now our 40s, but uh, you just there's just not enough time to hang out with your friends and do things that you would like to do as often as you'd like to do. So this is just another avenue for us to uh, be friends and to discuss the bills and to hang out as it were. So I uh, appreciate that. So thank you guys all for, thank you both for all your hard work that you put in week in, week out, <clears throat> all the tangents we go on and along with all the bills discussion that we do. 
And also want to thank our significant others for putting up with this. Cause like I mentioned all the time that we do to, to do this is time that we're not putting our kids to bed or we're not, you know, spending time, quality time with our significant others or whatever. So thank you to um, all three of them for doing that for us. Uh, it is time out of their day that they step out. They step up for us uh, each weekend and week out throughout the entire year. And we appreciate the hell out of them. And yeah, I think am I missing something? Guys, I feel like I caught everything. Listeners, sponsors, families, you guys. I think I got everything. Had to do. Unfortunately, I'm hoping. I I I hope in the future. And it's so new because we just the the pain is so fresh because we just lost. But I'm really hoping that we'll eventually do one of these thank yous in the middle of February after we're talking about a Super Bowl win as opposed to like a playoff loss uh, because you know these always suck, but. Um, it has to be done. I appreciate everything you guys all do, all the listeners and everything that that's been with us, um, that leave us reviews on Apple podcasts that, uh, you know, that are part of the show, become a part of the show and, uh, and yeah, for sticking with us. So anything else you guys want to add before I end this episode, any final thoughts on the season or anything in general, Mike or John, uh, Maybe I'll save it for another time. You, you, all those positive thoughts, I, I don't want to bring something back in. <laughs> Leave on a good note and be like, well, actually, uh, here's the reason why we should all be <laughs> discouraged and upset. No, um, yeah, I'll save that one. You were talking uh, before about, uh, you know, on your patio, the doing it for the first time. I remember you had been talking about it for a while, doing a Bill's podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Whatever. Yeah, I know. We talk about those anyway, whatever. <laughs> and then the one day I show up and you have like the microphones out and everything like, oh, Jesus is actually going to happen. <laughs> All right, let's play Kate and Nate. And, and now how many years later? Where we're still doing it. Let's placate Nate. All <laughs> right. Like I'm a child. <laughs> like it's just like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go to the zoo. Okay, sure, sure. And then the day comes, you're like, oh shit, I actually said we were gonna go to the zoo. <laughs> ah, today's the day. All right, let's go. Let's go, Nate. Let's go to the zoo. Uh yeah, that's funny. That's funny. And I probably had talked about it for years before we actually did it. It'd have you guys over for games and uh it's like why why are why don't we just record this? This is fun. This is this is interesting. This is fun, and nobody else is doing it. Yeah. Then I had the microphone set up. Yeah. So that was a, for for anyone that hadn't been following us for the first season. We all stood around like we all got together before we had software that we could remotely record. We all sat around a, a microphone and recorded everything, like preview, recap, podcast. We did that all the first season. Um, it was a lot of work. So. I'm surprised you guys are still doing it after all that work. It's hours, hours. We've had over, I think I calculated at one point, like over a million and a half listens and downloads, which is pretty crazy considering we're just like a bill specific podcast. Um, but yeah, Here's Mike and branch out. <laughs> yeah, we should do imagine If this is how we're doing with the bills podcast, imagine if we did something that wasn't, you know, was more lighthearted all the time <laughs> instead of what if we had a chiefs podcast, <laughs> We do this for the Bills, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the yeah. <clears throat> Mike, any final thoughts before we end this one? Uh, no, it was a really great season. Bills last geez, seven games, it felt like playoff football. So I'm proud of the, being a being a Bills fan. It seemed like the team fan base really came together. I think Allen is 
cream of the crop. Uh, Super Bowl window is his entire career, as far as I'm concerned. Um, at the end of the year, I think 31 fan bases are disappointed, and this was just our week. Um, better luck next year, but it's always fun. A uh, good excuse to get together, hang out, and go Bills. Yeah, so Mike basically did his sign-off right there, so I guess I'll swing it over to John. Signing off for John. Next year's the year. And for me, Nate, thank you guys for sticking with us, especially like I, I at times the, they didn't look that good this season. The Bills went 6-6, six and six, and they not only made the playoffs, they got the second seed. There's a lot to be excited about this season. They turned around their franchise's uh, direction within a season, and uh, and I – and this this definitely hurts. I'm not trying to take away anyone's um, depression or anger or frustration with this season and the way it ended because I'm I'm pretty much there with you. But at the same time, I'm not going to end on a on a sour note because uh, there's a lot more to discuss. There's lots of things. Um, it's going to take a few weeks for this to get exciting. Probably after the Super Bowl till I get excited about free agency or anything like that. But uh, for me, Nate, go Bills. Um, it was an exciting season to say the least, um, and our and our time is still out there. Twenty twenty four isn't the year that we win the Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean it can't be twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. Like like Mike said, Josh Allen's here. The Super Bowl window is never closed. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>